This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you like to get off your chest right now? Are you feeling lonely, unappreciated, or misunderstood? When you keep these feelings bottled up, they can affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and work through whatever is weighing you down. It's a great way to increase your self-awareness, change negative thought patterns, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Be Here Now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Be Here Now. Welcome to Lama Surya Das's Awakening Now podcast. We are very pleased to share with you Lama's unique illumination of the awakened awareness teachings. If you are interested in supporting Lama Surya Das's podcast, please go to beherenownetwork.com/suryadas. Hi, and welcome. And I bow to the Buddha, the light, the divine in your seat. Don't overlook her. Welcome to this new episode of my Awakening Now podcast series on the Be Here Now Network. I'm Lama Suridas. You can find my podcast at beherenownetwork.com slash suryadas. Of course, you can find me on... Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc., and my websites. Easy to find, easy to meet, easy to join the path together, travel together. It's a beautiful way to be, and I love it, and we love it. And that's going to be my subject today, Awakening Now, Awakening Together, and really in honor of the founder of Be Here Now movement, since the 1950s and 60s, Ram Das, my dear old friend, mentor, inspiration of the Be Here Now movement and Love Server Member Foundation. A real spiritual pioneer. An axial personality, as Carl Jung called it. Someone who brings the divine fire down and transforms it into human language and discourse and something we can all take in and integrate and absorb and make part of ourselves. An axial personality, a historical person that brings together the past, the present, and the future, and the timeless. Baba Ramdas, Dick Alpert, famous in the 50s and 60s, early mid-60s, with Timothy Leary for their groundbreaking consciousness experiments and research, partly at Harvard, where they taught on LSD and psychedelics. 
and then going through his own spiritual awakening and transformation, kind of graduating from that to full spiritual life, going to India, meeting his guru, our guru, my guru, in Karoli Baba, Maharaji, our inspiration who's always with us, who gave us our names, the Das brothers, Ramdas, Suridas, Krishna Das, and others, so many beloveds, brothers and sisters too. He will be here now in the late 60s, a big bestseller. I think it sold a million copies in 69 or 70, and that introduced a lot of us to Maharaji, the old man in the blanket, as we used to call him in America. I was in college then. I didn't know a Baba from a, a baseball. No, I knew baseball pretty well, but I didn't know one Baba from a rabbi, from a Swami, from a Roshi, from an Imam. And when I graduated from college, having met Ramdas in college, when he was on tour talking about his guru and leading chanting and meditation, I think I met him in 69 at the University of Buffalo where I was. When I graduated in 71, I went to India to look f further for these things. Instead of fighting for peace as we did in the 60s and marching and demonstrating against things and the war and all that, I wanted to become peace myself and for peace. And I met Ramdas again by chance in India after I met Maharaji and other gurus. And Ramdas and I uh, shared some gurus. My Tibetan guru was also like perhaps his main lama, the late great yogi Kalu Rinpoche, the Dalai Lama's six yogis teacher. And the 16th Buddha Karmapa, perhaps the greatest lama of his time. We were all in awe of him. Now alive is the 17th Karmapa, pushing on 30 years old. The 16th came to America and passed away here in Illinois in 1981 of stomach cancer. But we all still feel very present. Later, Ramdas came to a retreat, my first Zog, big Dzogchen retreat that I led here in America in 1991 or two with Neosho Kempo Rinpoche, my Dzogchen master, Neoshi Ken Rinpoche, master of Dzogchen and masters, teacher of many of the lamas who teach these things today. So that was a one-month retreat organized in the Catskills at Daiba Satsu Zendo. And Ramdas and I have been on the path together for a long time, as you perhaps have been, whether we know it or not. These things go back a long way and go forward a long way. Sometimes we used to joke and think that Maharaji and our gurus were sitting up there in the Himalayas or wherever they are, spiritually speaking, pulling us in one by one, even though they may not our names, you know, this one and that one from this place and that place. Dick Alpert and Bhagwan Das and uh, Dan Goldman and Mirabai Bush and uh, Larry and Girija Brilliant and uh, this one and that one pulling us in, into their hearts, into their world. Anyway, we all met in India in those days. I went in 71. Ramdas was a little older and had been there before. And he's such a spiritual pioneer. He really helped bridge the gap between East and West. Now we have yoga centers, yoga studios, meditation centers, retreats and ashrams, and mindfulness trainings and classes and retreats everywhere in the West, in Europe and America, and South America, to Central America to some extent. A lot of this is the doing of these axial personalities or, or a generation, like Carl Jung in psychology, East and bridging East and West, and Ram Das and Joseph Campbell and others in the uh, 
spiritual realm, bring Eastern thought here to the West, yoga, meditation, Tai Chi and Qigong, Sufism, vegetarianism, nonviolent political activism, and seva, service to the highest by serving the lowest, seva, service, and so on. When Ramdas' biggest emphasis has been service, selfless service, service to God through serving humanity and all beings. It's a beautiful principle. And we were part of the founding of the Seva Foundation that delivers cataract operations and other helps, benefits to the poor people in the Indian subcontinent, in Nepal, and also with some North American projects. Founded in the late 1970s, Seva Foundation. Ramdas has been like a mentor and older brother to many of us. Buddha rejected the title of guru or master. He said he was like a Kalyanamitra, a spiritual friend, an elder who helped us along the path. And Ramdas has been that to many of us because he was like a pioneer, finding the way and opening the way, real way finder, way opener, or a spiritual scout on the consciousness frontier for so many years and decades. If we read Be Here Now, which he wrote in the late 60s, it's really not very dated, I'm surprised to say. It's fantastic. And his other 10 to 20 books, including most recently, Still Here, Polishing the Mirror, and other things he's working on, uh, his memoirs, and I don't know what. There are movies about him, most notably my favorite, Fierce Grace, Mickey Lemley's terrific production, Fierce Grace, about Ramdas's stroke and aftermath, and how he took eventually learned to take everything as a blessing, how he was stroked by his guru, by God, by Maharaji. This is not something easy to accept or to learn about, how to say thank you, Lord, to whatever one's given, as they teach in the theistic traditions. This is very challenging for all of us. It's easy to give thanks when we're happy and abundant and well and our loved ones are well, but how to say thank you for everything, every moment, even a stroke, and surrender to the karma, to the grace, to the God's will, or the Guru's will of that. That was Ramdas's path through the fire, arising like a phoenix from those ashes of his serious stroke in the mid-late 90s, I think it was. And he's still teaching, and we lead retreats together, and he's beaming and streaming, and you can just find him on the web in his many sharings and wise broadcasts. It's easy to talk about Ramdas, you know, and then there are other movies also, like the one about dying, dying to know, about Ramdas and Tim Leary in the end of Tim's life and thinking about death in the afterlife, very interesting and other things. But let me talk a little bit more personally about Ramdas. Ram Even applying as a Lama in Tibetan Buddhist tradition, the particular analysis of the Tibetan Buddhism that helps us discern the spirit of the law, not just the letter of the law, that helps us look at the outer, inner, and secret and innermost levels of things, not just the action or behavior, but also the intention and motivation, and even deeper, the, the, the invisible true nature. Externally, of course, Ramdas is a elder, a spiritual elder, a pioneer, a thought leader, a teacher, 
one of the most articulate people and wonderful, entertaining and edifying speakers many of us have ever known or met, an author and thinker, social scientist, a teacher, externally. But internally, I would say he's a very pure soul and seeker. He doesn't see himself as above anyone else or as a teacher or, or a leader. A pure seeker, seeking a truth seeker, a devotee of the highest, of God, if you like, of Dharma, truth, if you like, of the highest wisdom and its benefits, humanistic benefits and heart and soul benefits to one and all. A pure spirit, a spiritual seeker, a sojourner, a pilgrim on the timeless, infinite spiritual journey, holding hands along with the rest of us. So that's in the outer and the inner, but, but more on the secret or invisible level. He, he's really a, God's instrument, playing a marvelous role, being almost transparent for his guru's grace, darshan, blessings, inspiration, guidance, protection, wisdom, and transmission, and energy to come through. This is the invisible level, the secret, the innermost mystical level of who he really is, not just an American male of Jewish origins with some Ivy League pedigree, a guy from New England, if you like, but God's pseudopod that reaches out and touches so many, so many of us, I include myself. And we all, I feel, owe a debt of gratitude and appreciation. And we pay that back, not just by imitating him or his hairstyle or clothes style, but by resonating and seeking what he sought similarly together and sharing that with others as appropriate, as asked for, as needed, not missionaryizing, proselytizing, only going where asked, only teaching or helping when needed, invited. So in the outer, inner and secret levels, these are different aspects or facets of this jewel-like Jew in the Lotus, Ramdas, Richard Alpert, that we know and love. Perhaps on an even more deepest, deepest level that encompasses all three of those, he's, like each of us, a unique being, a reflection of the ultimate, whatever we call it, it still is sweet. Somebody told me today, a young seeker, a friend, the producer here, Kelly, said uh, that Ramda seemed like somebody almost transparent through whom we see Maharaji and God. It's a beautiful thought from the mouth of, dare I say, babes, as it says in the Bible. The innocent wisdom of those who care and can see and aren't clouded by too many intellectual obscurations. A teacher, a spiritual friend like Ramdas is like a mirror, that, like a guru, that helps us see and appreciate our true nature, our higher selves. The Ramdas, the servant of God, God's pseudopod, in ourselves. Unbelievable. But there it is. I said it. 
And ourselves with a capital S, not with a small s, how do we think we are? But who we really are, each of us, unique, marvelous beings, beyond gender, beyond race or creed or color, beyond even our thoughts and opinions, the mind too, with a small m, the conceptual mind, the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the thinking mind is also just one, like one of our senses. It's still external to our true, radiant, luminous intangible essence or, or true nature. So when we see through the portal of such a friend, spiritual friend or teacher or inspiration, a spiritual elder, and our cultural society is so lacking in people fulfilling this ancient traditional role, spiritual elder, we see not just that person but that person is like the portal to something higher. The archetype of the teacher or the guru, the master, the spiritual benefactor, the spiritual director, whatever you call it, has so many names, is a portal to God, is a portal to truth, is a portal to a direct connection. So Ramdas, it helps us see through ourselves, see through the bubble-like confines of ego, and separateness and self-centered narcissism. See through the bubble-like confines of our small self to see the infinite shining sea that we're part of that we've never been separate from, the bubble embedded in the sea. We don't have to wait till after we die to do so. Ramdas is a real practitioner. He's been meditating and praying, fasting, chanting, practicing disciplines, self-disciplines like vegetarianism and generosity and service and ego reduction and mindful anger management and kirtan, sacred devotional chants and, and bhajan on his bhakti path. For so many decades, I can't even count. I don't have enough fingers on my hand. More than five. Our beautiful spiritual friend and inspiration. And showing us the way, as he coined it, from head to heart and deeper, to a full embodiment. Not just enlightenment from the eyebrows up, which can seem so mental sometimes. How to open the heart. And like Hanuman, his Istadvaita, his indwelling deity or divine image, Hanuman, the monkey god that he venerates, that our Guru Nimkaroli Baba venerated and embodied. Hanuman, who by putting his monkey-like, mischievous, lower, animalistic, desirous nature in service of God, became divine himself. That's the metaphor for us. If we could put our lower selves in service of the all, of the higher, of the, the best, then we become that, a locus for that unspeakable mystery. Call it divinity, if you like. Ramdas taught us to look in our hearts and tear open our hearts and find God and be more like Hanuman and veneration and service and humility and gentleness. And Ramdas is so brilliant and so loving and so dedicated. It helps erode my egotism and arrogance, I'll tell you. 
And as a New York motor mouth and motor mind, it's not a small thing. We've all learned a lot from Ram Das over the years. As a practitioner, as a seeker, as a truth seeker, as I mentioned. As a meditator, as a yogi, a yoga practitioner. As a philanthropist, as a social activist. Someone who's tried to change the systems as a social activist and spiritual activist, not just change himself to contribute to a better world, as well as being a self-actualizing awakener or bodhisattva or spiritual warrior oneself, but really contribute to a better world, a better future, the better future that can begin right now. Ramdas has also uh, helped show us the way how to share it with others and that we can do this in the West. We don't have to go to the East and look for foreign gurus and esoteric, esoteric traditions to do it. We don't have to become Asianophiles or Sinophiles or Bibliophiles. We can learn to love and accept ourselves more and our land and our place American Buddhas, awaken, throw off your chains, your concepts, your neurosis and hang-ups. Don't try to put an Oriental Buddha head on top of your head and become like an absurd gargoyle. Authenticity and genuineness and naturalness is all, is the way. Ramdas helps embody that. He never denied his Jewishness, his intellectuality. He still would be playing the cello if he could. He used to ride motorcycles, drive sports cars, and pilot his own small plane. He loved that stuff. He was an American guy. No problem. Guyness is also it, and girlness, and everything else, also part of it. No boundaries, no distinctions. Ramdas showed us how we could, without assuming a throne like an Asian guru or a distance or hiding, by his self-deprecating way of being on stage, of being on tour, of leading retreats, of giving personal spiritual direction and mentoring one by one, how to do it ourselves in the spirit of our gurus, not to play the guru, but to channel the guru, to be a conduit, a portal to the guru and from the guru to the highest, to God, to Buddha, to enlightenment. He taught a whole generation how to teach Dharma in the West who are now teaching and leading in the American Dharma teachers who have trained Dharma teachers in America themselves, some of whom have never been to the East or studied Asian languages or lived in monasteries and ashrams in Asia like we did in the 60s, 70s, 80s. And this new generation is who we look to now and who we see awakening the West in this new spiritual renaissance. Look at the mindfulness movement, look at the yoga movement spreading throughout the land, beyond Hinduism or Buddhism, but including them, beyond isms and the schisms that arise from that, beyond the religious warfare and extreme views that we have today, the practicing and accomplishing lineage, the Siddha lineage, as we call it in India, of the ancient adepts, meditation and yoga adepts, who became enlightened, without necessarily being part of any institution, although some were. Ramdas has embodied this. He's always refreshing and renewing, like an artist, like a poet, a creative spirit of Dharma, helping to co-create 
a new world and a new spiritual world as part of the timeless, changeless, deathless nirvana that Buddha himself has talked about, samsara and nirvana of this world and the other inseparable. Not just getting from here to there, although this is an infinite journey and we can progress on the path through assiduous practice and keep going, but also how to get from here to truly here and now, which is the message, be here now for 50 years. So this is my appreciation for my beloved Dharma brother, friend, mentor, Guru Bhai, Guru brother Ramdas. His name means servant of God, a portal to the ultimate, somebody who inspires and loves us all. And you can find him online, you can find him in Hawaii. He leads retreats and things like that. I led a retreat with him and some of his friends, our friends, this past winter. And please do pray for his health and longevity and the flourishing of this beautiful satsang or beloved community that we all participate in, that you're part of too. Thank you and God bless, Buddha bless. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you like to get off your chest right now? Are you feeling lonely, unappreciated, or misunderstood? When you keep these feelings bottled up, they can affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and work through whatever is weighing you down. It's a great way to increase your self-awareness, change negative thought patterns, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Be Here Now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Be Here Now.